This is a GRDC podcast. Hi there, I'm Hilary Sims. And in this podcast, we'll hear all about the latest research on innovative pasture legume species, suited to the low to medium rainfall areas across southern Australia. It's all part of a significant $18 million dryland pasture legume research initiative being led by the GRDC. With support from Meat and Livestock Australia, Australian Wool Innovation, plus around 15 research organisations and grower groups. So it's fair to say this is truly a cross-industry collaboration. Professor John Howison from Murdoch University was instrumental in getting the project off the ground. And he's our guest for today's podcast. Deb Bishop caught up with John at one of the project's trial sites in Northam to find out what's been achieved so far. She started off by asking him about the significance of this project for the industry. In the low and medium rainfall environments, the variable climate has made production from the past year's pastures uh, problematical. So we've had to go back and look at more resilient pastures that can tolerate the variable rainfall patterns and also be more productive than the older ones so that the cropping systems still get the benefit from the legume production. So how is this research overcoming current limitations in cropping mixed farm systems? So we're really looking at the barriers to adoption. We know we've got some fantastic pasture legumes available now, particularly the pink and yellow cerradellas uh, in Western Australia for the coarse textured soils. And you can add to that Bisarula and gland clover in New South Wales. But the barriers to adoption still exist. The first major barrier is that we haven't quantified the benefit of these pasture legumes to the cropping program. And the second major barrier to adoption is you have to sow these legumes at the same time as you sow your crops. And that means machinery, labour uh, and logistics are competing with a cropping program. So often putting the pastures in comes last in the program and that's a great detriment to them. Why do we need to work on persuading or encouraging growers to look at introducing pasture legumes into the cropping system? Well, what we have to do here is convince the growers that the pasture legumes benefit them in their cropping phase. There's some absolutely distinct benefits from the pasture legumes that we're yet to quantify. Those benefits are the nitrogen fixation, the the suppression of diseases, and then the other adoption barrier is the clash of cultures. Do I seed my pastures or do I seed my crops? And we have to show the growers how they can do both. These growers have wanted legumes in their farming systems for, for a very long time. In the low and medium rainfall zones, the risk of the pulses increases. Uh, whereas the risk of using the pasture legumes instead of the pulses decreases. So we're about lowering that risk whilst maintaining the productivity. Take us through the kind of trials that the project team's been working on, John. Okay, so the trials have put in summer sown cerradella uh, and looked at the benefits of summer sowing versus conventional sowing. The benefits being, in most years, a greater biomass accumulation of the summer sown legumes. That transforms into greater nitrogen fixation, uh, and that benefit then becomes available to the subsequent cereal crop. So we're quantifying that nitrogen benefit and the control of weeds 
to the subsequent cereal crop. So would you consider that to be a key achievement of the, of, of the trials, a key finding so far? Yeah, well, we're, we're the third year into the program. We've got one year of cropping data, and we've been uh, able to show that the, the cereal grown after the pasture legume had 30% higher protein than the cereal grown after the cereal, no matter how much fertiliser nitrogen we applied to the cereal on cereal phase. So we're talking on a national perspective here, aren't we? Yeah, this, these uh, trials are going uh, all across Western New South Wales and Western Australia, into Victoria and into South Australia. John, there are some pretty exciting pasture legumes coming out of the project. Take us through those. Yeah, well, we're really lucky to have Dr. Brad Nupp still running the pasture legume program. He's at Murdoch University now. And what we're seeing coming out of his breeding and selection efforts are a new bladder clover, which has more vigour, more seed, higher hard seed content than Bartolo. So that'll be ready for the eastern wheat belt and low rainfall in the next couple of years. We've got Trigonella balanza coming out of Brad's program, uh, which will complement the medics for the fine textured alkaline soils. And these are ready to go now and will be rolling out at the end of the project. And there's some interesting aspects concerning climate change in regard to this research too, isn't there? There is indeed. As uh, our annual pastures are reliant on uh, pretty much an autumn break and a good spring finish in the past. But the new species of Cerudella, Bizarula, Bladder Clover, they're deeper rooted. Uh, so they can last longer into the spring on intermittent dry periods. And then the summer sowing of them to establish them allows earlier growth in autumn. So at both ends of the season, we've, got, we've developed species that are tougher in the face of a variable rainfall event. Can I just ask you to take us through uh, more specifically how animal science comes into the project? Okay, of course, if we're putting new legumes, new pasture legumes into any farming system, we have to understand the benefits to the animal. This is where MLA come in. We're measuring animal production, animal reproduction, and we're measuring wool growth from the new legumes as part of the contribution from AWI. So for any new pasture legume, there's a duty of care activity, which is happening out at CSIRO. We need to know the effect of those legumes on animal biochemistry. We're looking at animal reproduction on these legumes with the Murdoch Animal Science team. Uh, and, we're, and we're also looking at um, legume nutritional value to the animals through the CSIRO team. So is this a, a long-term uh, future uh, perspective of where perhaps uh, the opportunities for livestock and pasture legumes might be heading? Well, we believe so. Um, I mean, we have, we're, we're quite fortunate that for, for a long time we've been selecting pasture legumes that are resilient. We've seen impacts on pastures from multiple years of cropping, uh, multiple years of herbicide application, and we have focused on hard seeded legumes that can tolerate these aspects of farming systems, produce a lot of seed. We've focused on legumes that farmers can get their own seed of and spread it around. And we've focused on summer sowing from our unique knowledge of hard seed breakdown in these legumes to make them more available to farmers to combat these challenges in drying seasons and variable climates. So we're well on the way to giving them the tools they need 
to get through the next 50 years. And some interesting, uh, re- well, some re- interesting results, I suppose, on the problems of low wheat protein that, that are emerging. Well, that's right. Um, protein levels in wheat grains have been dropping alarmingly. Um, and we haven't been able to rescue those just by applying fertiliser nitrogen. But when we grow the cereals on legume nitrogen residues, the breakdown of that organic nitrogen seems to correlate with when the plant needs it. So if it's warm and wet, you get greater mineralisation of your nitrogen residues, and that's when the cereals need them. So with that one set of outcomes last year, we had that 30% increase in grain protein off the legume nitrogen with no added fertiliser nitrogen. And that's pretty exciting because it leads towards this free nitrogen farming mantra that we established at Murdoch University about 10 years ago. John, in conclusion, is there a message to growers in regard to the research so far? Yeah, well, well, certainly when you look at the perspective of GRDC, they need profitability for their growers. All the data that we're accumulating here from the crops, from the animals, from the wool, from the meat, are being fed into the bioeconomic models that CSIRO is constantly modifying. So the outcome for GRDC is we see a farming systems benefit that's quantified through the latest modelling outcomes, which they can then take to their growers and and point to the data. And the data will convince the growers um, to take up the technologies. No matter what they see in the paddock, they've got to relate it back to the bottom line and that's where the models help us. And is there somewhere that uh, growers can get the latest information on where this research is at and perhaps how they might participate? Sure. Well, it'll be on the website. It'll be on GRDC website. It's actually uploaded on the Murdoch website as well. Uh, Constant updates there. And as we go further into the program with the next set of pasture legume releases through the grower groups, there'll be uh, those demonstrations and big field days that, that growers can see what's happening on the ground. And, um, and walk away with the, the pictures in their mind from that. John, thanks a lot for talking to us today. It's my pleasure. That was Professor John Howison from Murdoch University in WA, speaking with Deb Bishop. This project's being led by the GRDC with funding support from the Australian Government Department of Agriculture and Water Resources as part of its rural R&D for profit program. We also did a podcast on the South Australian component of this project with Ross Ballard, a senior scientist at the South Australian Research and Development Institute, SARDI, the research division of Primary Industries and Region South Australia. A link to that podcast, plus a full list of partners involved in this project, can be found in the description box of this podcast. I'm Hilary Sims, and thanks for listening. (laughs) 